Welcome to Freedom Fridays <clears throat> with me, your host, the Whispers Guy, Pete Clark. So I had some feedback um, from a, a colleague I really respect, and they were telling me that a habit of mine, and I didn't realise this, was that I would start these podcasts by saying it's been an interesting week. <laughs> and I wasn't aware that that was a, a, a habit language pattern that I kept using. And his counsel was, which I thought was great counsel, I wonder if you can maybe summarise the week in a couple of words and that becomes a definitive feature. So um, with a win, learn, change mindset, that's what I'm going to do. So this week, welcome to episode seven, which has been an enlightening and terrifying week. <laughs> Let me explain how. Uh, I've got a little bit of a different setup today. I'm What I recognised in recording this was I was just speaking into my phone. Uh, I've now got a couple of pictures in front of me on some, some randoms and I'm pretending I'm going to be having a conversation with them so I, I don't know if this is going to feel or sound any different but I'm, I'm trying to make it more as if I was having a conversation with you over a coffee or a beer or you know wherever it was so the, the reason it's been uh, an enlightening and, and terrifying week is for a few reasons first reason I, I noticed how prone we are me, <laughs> how prone I am, and I'm sure you, you might you might agree, how prone I am to picking up on the energy and the beliefs of other people, predominantly unconsciously. Uh, and, and how I noticed this was in some of the things I'm experimenting with, uh, more professionally really, uh, within the same week I was speaking to one individual who had tried it before and it hadn't worked and another individual who had tried it before, and it worked. And post those conversations, I found it really interesting, uh, enlightening in some ways, that I was so prone, because I was feeling exposed and vulnerable and you know, with an experiment, you never quite know how it's gonna work out. In speaking with someone else that had had success, their definition of, I felt lighter, better, more optimistic, more positive to keep going. Whereas when I was with the other person uh, and they weren't so optimistic and in fact what they tried hadn't worked and there could be all sorts of reasons for that, I felt a little bit heavier, a little bit more doubtful um, and a little bit less optimistic about whether I should continue. So that's one thing that I found and I've known this and I know this, but it really, became more prominent with a specific example and, and I, I won't share the example it's not really that relevant it's more any example when we are about to <clears throat> try something apply something we get an insight or we have an idea about something it, it, it could be really important that who your immediate communication and um, energy connection is with because that might um, encourage you or discourage you and so I found that terrifying in some ways hence the the polarity of enlightening and terrifying that I'm consciously and unconsciously really influenced in a, in a planting a seed way by those people that have a, a view on the success or failure of something before I've even tried it and so what that's uh, the lesson I think for me there is that if I'm going to experiment just be one be conscious of that and two, be aware that you'll always find the evidence. I'll always find the evidence of where it will work and I'll always find the evidence of where it won't work. 
And so I wonder if that's relevant for you in your life when you've been experimenting, you've been testing some things out, whether it's a new diet or a new job or a new way of operating or you're going to have a difficult conversation with someone um, when you have picked up on the energy or the belief system unknowingly from, from those around you and whether that's helped or hindered. Maybe there's some, some reflection required for you to get an insight there. So that's one thing. The, the, the second thing is, um, this is coming up a lot. I feel a bit, and I don't want to overplay this because it's obviously a first world, massively first world problem, but I feel a bit of a failure in the sense that I'm, I'm trying to use these Fridays as partly as a metaphor and partly literally to you know bring life to my years and an insight I got from another colleague about you know coming up with a single term two word phrase for your focus for the year and mine's for 2021 is GSD get stuff get shit done and I feel in some ways that Friday's a massive opportunity for that to get stuff done that's going to add life to my years and I don't really feel like I'm I'm making the most of it. I seem to be a master of being distracted by the novel. <laughs> I'll come across a, a book or a website or a quote and I'll go three layers beneath it really quickly. You know, on my laptop, for example, if I'm exploring or researching, I might have 30 odd uh, tabs open, all of which are, you know, a, a, a level beneath the level I was just looking at and then a level beneath that and then a level beneath that and a level beneath that and I've shared with you on previous conversations how creating a sense of what's a win week so prior to the five day or the four day experiment just looking across the week to come and thinking if I got to the end of that week what would I have done that I could say tip great that was a really good week you got a lot done that you expected and the more and more I can do that the more and more I can then extend or dilute the, 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 I guess, the task focus and people focus within that week. So I, found, I came across something else which I thought was really helpful. And the process was to think of the top 20 things you're going to do for the week. Now, whittle that down to the top five for that day. And then what's the most important thing for that day? And the author of that was suggesting at least one for life and at least one for work, which I can see the balance. And at the end of the week, assess that, reflect, uh, reset and recover. So the next week you've got your top 20 for the week, top five for the day and one thing for for that specific day that relates to work and life. So next week I'm, I'm going to experiment with that and I can report back on how that worked well or not and you know picking up on the previous point there's no one around me at the moment so I'm not going to pick up on their beliefs whether it's going to work or not at this point I'm optimistic I think it might work something else uh, the third thing that's been enlightening not not not, not terrifying um, the final thing's terrifying the third thing is uh, two or three of you have asked me who've been listening how are the Fridays going now I in some ways don't know who's listening so it comes as a little bit of a surprise sometimes how are the Fridays going because obviously you've taken on this the mantle of of keeping me publicly accountable and what's enlightening for me is I feel this societal need to fall in line and say good yeah it's going really well 
uh, not not because I'm I don't want to have a conversation and not because I want to lie, but I just feel this societal, uh, I guess, you know, conditioning that when someone asks how's something going, you automatically fall in line to say, oh, it's, it's going well, thanks. Um, rather than, and I've done this a couple of times and it gets a little bit awkward, rather than pausing and reflecting and having to explain that the Friday is a metaphor and it's about moving from I have to to I choose to, so it could be anything, or then really thinking and reflecting how do I really feel it's going and then going into you know a two or three minute explanation when all they were doing was perhaps just trying to be polite and just opening up the conversation so I found myself falling in line a little bit and when asked you know how's it going and I wonder how often we say that I wonder how often we are in response to or in our own initiation just trying to be polite when someone says how are you going how are you feeling what's happening what, what's what, what's going on and we feel compelled to from a polite almost cliched way say that everything's fine thanks until perhaps they might go and look at you in the eye if you can and say and what's really going on or they spot or they notice that you know, one millisecond of hesitation as to what should I say here before you say, oh no, it's going well, thanks. So I wonder, you know, which side of the coin you find yourself. Are you the one that conditionally responds with when asked, how are you going? You go, oh, great, thanks. And there's some upside to that. Or are you the one that continually asks that question and doesn't really pay attention to any of the nuances that come back? Someone for you to ponder. And so my... The fourth thing I'll share with you this week is is terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying for me, and and as I've said on on, on other conversations, I'm just so amazed, um, delighted, and terrified at this what would seemingly be a simple experiment for somebody in my position, what it's bringing out and what it's brought up for me, and and this happened over the course of the week, um, and I, I won't explain in too much detail the circumstances but the the essence of the terror for me was was this that I've recognized that parts of my self-worth and I'm saying parts because I don't want a whole skill go it's all of my self-worth because that would be dreadful but parts of my self-worth are without a doubt tied to how busy my diary is and even more specifically how busy it is to scheduled paid work Now, that's not really something I have much control over. I can dig the well, but the clients and the customers tend to fill it with water. I can influence, but I can't control. I can, you know, do all the hard work and often, sometimes, rarely, always the answer is no. So I've no control necessarily over paid work. I've definitely got control over the scheduled part, but what was terrifying for me was and I don't know when this started obviously not when I was three but at some point over the last 25 years of doing this role I've inadvertently or perhaps because it was relevant at some point in the past tied my sense of worthiness perhaps even love in a professional context I've tied it to scheduled paid work which is fascinating when I when I look across my uh, diary, which is often my working life, certainly. Um, it's not every day that I've got scheduled paid work, but it doesn't feel like every day that I've not, that I'm not worthy. 
So over the years, you know, drip by drip, this must have happened. And as we've gone through COVID last year and then you're into a brand new year, certainly in Australia, things pick up a little bit slowly, you know, post January, February. And it's been a little bit slow for me. It's been fine. It's been balanced, but a little bit slower than perhaps I was hoping for or expecting. And what that's caused is this. <laughs> I used to say there's always a party or a nightmare going on in someone's head. And at this point, there's a nightmare going on. It's, and it's caused me to really reflect on how inextricably tied my worth is to some of the work that I do. Not even just the content, but the fact that someone will transact and pay me money to engage with them. And that's terrifying for me, that I'm behest and beholden to an invoice, <laughs> which kind of surprised me. Um, I've been working on this stuff, this material for <laughs> a number of years, and I expected my, and hence why I say parts, because I do think my self-worth is tied to other things, but just when it feels a bit raw, it's interesting how this connection between self-worth and scheduled paid work showed up. So hence why, for me, that's terrifying because I've got no control over that. And I know I've got some control <laughs> issues and some challenges with letting go and, and letting things go. And so that was the fourth thing. So this week it's been enlightening and terrifying. You know, the first thing was how prone we all are, I guess, to pick up on the energy and beliefs of others. Um, secondly, the productivity aspect of not making the most of the day I'm meant to be making the most of, and you know, then that guilt feeling. Um, this societal conditioning we often fall into when asked, how's it going, how are you? To give the cliche answer of, yeah, I'm great, thanks. And then finally, the terrifying bit that I've noticed how my self-worth or certainly parts of it are tied to the scheduling of paid work. So that's it for this week. I look forward to chatting to you next week. Cheers.